0: is being alleged about the so-called vaccines is of monumental importance. What Bridgen and Malhotra have claimed ought to be the biggest story in the country, in the world, and yet anyone interested in familiarising themselves with most of what was said has to go looking for it online. Bridgen noted withdrawals of those other medical products when their safety was credibly questioned. That's the world I thought we lived in, where doubt voiced in the face of credible research leads to the pausing of a course of action and a rethink and yet here we are with peer-reviewed research demonstrating one in every hundred people receiving the Pfizer jab suffers a serious reaction. And med- Pausing it there, not because I don't want to run afoul of YouTube's wonderful, opaque, um, evenly applied rules as relates to medical disinformation and whatever. I'm pausing it because I want everyone to go watch it on their own in its entirety so that I'm not Stealing the wisdom and the credit of Neil Oliver's words. It's a six and a half minute bit. Um, I, f- I saw it was tweeted by Dr. Uh, Mahatra on Twitter, which is where I saw it. Uh, everyone should go watch it. If I, I, I made the joke that I didn't want to start off the week enraged again, but why should this week be any different than any other week? We're so far down the rabbit hole, people. Uh, we've lost. Th- we've lost the light of day. And we're just navigating based on feel at this point. Uh, How far down the rabbit hole are we, people? We're down the rabbit hole so far where when a woman says that a man can't be a lesbian under the hate speech laws of the country, the country being Norway, which oddly resemble the hate speech laws in Canada, um, you could face fines and potential jail time for inciting hatred, whatever it is under the law. We'll get there in a bit. Because um, we have uh, Tanger-Jean, Tange I, I, I practice this all morning. Tanger-Jean is the uh, artist, film director. I, I'm reluctant to, you know, have to identify her as a, a lesbian woman. But the identity aspect of this story makes it even more absurd. A lesbian activist woman, artist, film director out of Norway and we're gonna hear her story this morning. But before we get there, everyone trickles in. Um, it's an early stream and it's a back-to-back because we were live barely 12 hours ago. While everyone trickles in, uh, that's gonna be it for my opening rant. Go watch Neil Oliver and you'll, you'll rage for yourself. And then the question is only, uh, wh- what do we do to get out of this dark ages of science, uh, medicine, politics, Social media censorship. What do we do to get out of it? While we try to answer those existential questions, I'd like to thank my sponsor. You notice that this video said, contains paid sponsors or something. Like, I forget what the thing says. You know what it says. The thing with the thing. Uh, it's home title lock again, everybody. I say, <laughs> when, when the world has gone mad, at the very least, um, protect your biggest asset uh, if you're American. This doesn't work in Canada, people. But when I moved to the States uh, temporarily, for the time being, we'll see how things work out. We'll see where, the, we'll see where this, this all ends. But when I moved to the States, and uh, you know, we moved into a property, and people are telling me, Viva, it's the Wild West down here, but especially Florida. In the States, but especially Florida. A type of fraud, which I never knew of in Canada, because I don't think we have at home title fraud. Not where people change the title of your house and walk in and say, get out, Mr. and Mrs. Viva, this house belongs to us. People borrow money against your property by pulling the deed from the clerk's office, wherever, forging your signature, going to a bank, and saying, hey, I'd like to borrow some money against the house. Home title fraud. Uh, I was warned about it. I asked our insurance if it's a legit thing. They said yes. I asked if this is legit protection. It is. I spent a half an hour on the phone making sure. 24-7 surveillance bottom line. $19.95 a month so that if anybody pulls your deed of sale, from the local registry's office. You get notified, there's a freeze on it, nobody borrows against it, and you'll get notified so you can remedy, rectify whatever problem there is. Oh, there's also a quarter of a million dollars in legal fees to defend you in the event that something happens. 24 seven surveillance of what is probably most people's biggest asset, their home. Uh, if you go to Viva, what is it? It's not Viva, it's um, home title slash Viva, promo code Viva, you'll get a free title assessment. And then for $19.95 a month, it's a product I use. It will give you the peace of mind to know that your biggest asset is covered. Cover your asset, people. All right, and I also like to thank them for having the audacity to sponsor the hinged, fringed minority holding unacceptable views and spouting anti-authority rhetoric. I've been getting angry on Twitter, people, but it's it's we're living we're living through madness. And then the question is how to fight the madness without it having you blacken your soul. We're going to start off with having our souls a little blackened here, uh, toasted by the the, the madness uh, by hearing the story. And we're going to see if if Tanja has any um, words of inspiration. Uh, she's definitely courageous. And you're going to see this. I've been doing my homework all weekend. Uh, so let's get this going. You know the story because we talked about it last week multiple times. The face behind the story, the woman behind the story, because people are saying it's too crazy to be true. And some people don't believe it's true. Judge for yourselves. Tonje, I'm bringing you in in three, two, one. Booyah. Tonje. Hello. How are you doing?
1: I'm fine. And uh, thank you for inviting me to your show.
0: Thank you for coming on. I mean, it's, it's crazy because I read stories on the internet. I get a lot of them every day. People send me stuff. And I say sometimes it's too crazy to be true. This I didn't think was too crazy to be true. I just hoped it wasn't. Um. But before we get there, just let everybody know who you are. I did my homework. I haven't been able to watch any of your, any of your movies. But I mean, you have a resume, but many people in North America are not going to know who you are until now. Who, who are you?
1: Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm an artist and uh, I make uh, performance art first of all, but I also made like a feature film uh, with the Bollywood producers, which is like a film where we are talking about homosexuality in India, Pakistan, and Norway. So, and I make uh, music and I have a lesbian performance band called the Hungry Hearts. And I've been my whole career, career I have been making. Uh, art uh, commenting on being a woman being a les- lesbian and being part of this uh, lgbt culture so mm. there uh, you have me and also i'm a lesbian i, I brought see i i or Orde- i hate that this has to be even
0: part of the discussion where like i you know p- people go to the identity side lesbian jewish uh, but it's been made to be part of this this public discourse where people are reduced to their identities this is the movie this is one of your movies, right? Do know, do, don't Know Why too? Life is a Movement. Um, th- th- this is uh, the most recent film?
1: No, I, I'm really... Uh, I make video art, but this is the one feature film I did. Okay. So it's like I only made one feature film. I do video art, like uh, more like uh, yeah, performance art. So okay, it's like... Cool. But uh, I made also this film together with the uh, producers from India.
0: All right, amazing. And now, you know, you you say, you're, you, know, you say you're a lesbian woman... Have you been an activist, uh, do you qualify yourself as an activist? Have you been an activist your whole life? Have you been made into an activist in modern times?
1: No, I've been working as an artist. I've been making uh, video art and uh, performances where we uh, relate to being a woman, uh, gender roles, we play with things. And uh, so this is has has been what I have been doing. And uh, before this, of course, uh, I have been I've been part of the lesbian and gay culture since I was 16 years old. Okay. So uh, and uh, it has been actually quite easy because uh, the the women and the lesbians and gay men, lesbian women and gay men in Norway, they they did their work. So in Norway, it's easy to be lesbian, or it was until some years ago. Uh, So it's like, uh, but then suddenly I noticed that um, something happened and uh, then I understood that, okay, they are going to take uh, this uh, belief, as I call it, I I don't believe in the concept, gender identity. So it's like, but when they were taking, including uh, gender identity in the legislation uh, then something really changed and uh, from being from being like friends and i mean there has been disagreement in the lgbt movement but suddenly it was like some kind of war and uh, as a lesbian it's like i i don't uh, accept that uh, heterosexual adult men uh, can Identify as uh, lesbians, uh, and uh, because my uh, sexual orientation is like same-sex uh, orientated, and it actually excludes men, and this is quite important, uh, especially for young girls uh, who are they have to protect themselves uh, from men with abusive, uh, abusive um, uh, uh, behavior. And uh, like some of these men, heterosexual men, they are actually working in the national uh, organizations for uh, lesbian and gay and the whole alphabet soup. Uh, And to me, it's like um, uh, young lesbians have to be able to say to adult heterosexual men who wear this gendered identity that you're actually not a lesbian. So to, and I have seen, like I have uh, experienced uh, both as an artist, a woman and a lesbian, I have experienced uh, this increasing uh, culture of abuse developed and uh, and uh, legitimized in the wake of uh, the legislation surrounding gender identity. And uh, it's uh, it's um, it is an abusive culture and it's targeting especially it's it's targeting everybody who don't believe in gender it, identity. But first of all, it's targeting women and especially lesbians. So it's like for me, it's like a fundamentally, fundamentally homophobic and misogynistic uh, the, that this has come into law. And like um, when I started to write about this, I I tried in every way to talk about this, communicate. Like um, I write articles, I've been to hearings, I've been to debates, uh, and what happened was that um, um, they they um, the trans activists they have framed me like uh, framed me and all the also like older lesbians as uh, Nazis. Uh, suddenly, all the lesbians uh, turned Nazi in a way because we don't accept men as lesbians. So, and uh, also, I have lost. Uh, I have been cancelled. I, I haven't had. Uh, I had three exhibitions, and they have all been cancelled because they frame me as uh, hateful. Uh, so, I lost my income, uh, and uh, I have been demonized, uh, and my reputation is totally wrecked. And also, they they uh, try to. They contacted the, the employees of my wife to uh, to try to take uh, take uh, down, uh, to to frame her as hateful also, so that we shouldn't have any income at all. So this is like really devastating for for everybody who tries to object to this gender identity or just don't want to take part in this concept. So yeah. And then um, then uh, I have to go to the 1st of October, because then I put out a, f- a Facebook post where I wrote, essentially it is like men can't be lesbians. But I also framed it uh, as uh, I, find, uh, I find men uh, permaliving to be lesbians uh are perverts or i i regard them as perverts and uh and uh they men uh living. i think i think be... the word
0: is i think the word you use was a perversion but i'll pull up the um
1: yeah i'll pull yeah. up the translation yeah, but, yeah and because it's like i think because it was it has actually been uh, uh a man has been convicted uh mm-hmm. For hate speech on this by Supreme Court, so I I was I used the same wording he did, but I put uh, I attached it to, linked it to my sexual orientation, which is like lesbian, and uh, because I find it, uh, I mean, I think it's really important that especially women and young women and young lesbians uh, are allowed to to point out and call okay. out.
0: I found this on
1: uh, call out uh, um, abusive behavior. L- so it's like, this is why I did it.
0: Well, let, let me ask you one thing that you mentioned, which was interesting, mm-hmm. is that you said at one point, it, it used to be a community and you used to get along. And then at some point you discovered, you became, well, those who disagreed with what, I call them the new members of the community wanted, became enemies of the community. And so like in Canada, we had the LGB I don't know, LGBTQ, I don't know when T came into it. Lesbian, bi, gay, queer. Mm. And then when the trans debate came in, uh, from, and I have, um, you know, many contacts, I don't want to say friends because I don't want to look like I'm saying I have gay friends. I have many friends, contacts who say, at some point, we, unless we accepted this, we became the enemy. And w- when did that happen for you? Like, at, at what, what year was it? When did the evolution happen that...
1: It, it happened in 2016 when the um, uh, self-ID law uh, went into legislation, and we have like the most extreme uh, self-ID uh, legislation in in the world. It's like uh, children from their six year or six years old with one parent, uh, one parent's consent can uh, change their legal sex or legal, yeah.
0: All right, that's so, and that was 2016, and at that point, I guess old school gays and lesbians say we're we're not all okay with this, so don't you know add the T to our LGBTQ.
1: I think people were just like uh, because there was uh, no real debate about it; it's just happened like uh, it got went under the radar, and uh, radar, and then but then after a while, people were beginning to experience that this actually has some consequences because uh, it wasn't like um, they before the self ID law uh, before they really decided it's like they said that this won't uh, affect anyone it's just like for very very few people mm. to live in peace and to have the possibility to to have this self ID uh, thing, but then people begin to notice that uh, they were like demanding we we uh, used uh, different sorts of pronouns, which was like really psychotic in a way. And uh, also, it, if uh, if you um, don't uh, want to take part in this gender identity uh, concept. Uh, or if you object, it also had quite a lot of uh, consequences because they are going after your income. So, yeah.
0: More, um, and so 2016, give or take, yeah. the law, I was trying to find the, the, the newest version of the law, but what I found was, uh, is if this it's this here. This will give us an idea. It started in 2012, from what I could tell, but basically, section 135 of your penal code uh, says a discriminant, discriminatory or hateful expression as threatening or insulting anyone or inciting hatred or persecution of or contempt for anyone because of skin color, ethnic origin, religion, life stance, homosexuality, lifestyle orientation. And so my understanding now is they've added to that provision as of 2020, gender identity and gender expression. Is that about accurate?
1: Yeah, in 2020 they changed it to that, and also they, I think they changed from homosexual orientation to sexual orientation, okay. which could be like anything.
0: It, do in Canada, it's I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be funny about this. It's LGBTQ2IA plus <laughs> because yeah. you have trans, uh, two spirit, I, 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 LGBTQ. I, I'm not sure what the other stuff stands for. But I'm not trying to be funny. Is that where it's at in Norway, or are you guys yes. sort of Ahead of us.
1: Yeah. No, it's the same.
0: And um, I'm going to ask outright. I don't know what the term is in Norwegian. In Canada and America, it's called TERF, uh, trans exclusionary radical feminist. Mm. Uh, and, And they've been using this to describe lesbian women who do not believe that they have to be open minded enough to think that they have to engage in activity with a trans male who identifies as female. Have you gotten that label in Norway?
1: Yes. Uh, called a turf and a transphob and uh, all other stuff and it's like uh, but to me it's also like um, I just don't believe that it's possible to change your sex uh, and uh, I think uh, I don't want to I, I mean a man is a man however he identify, and uh, to me it's like uh, really important to be able to to say this, because it's uh, for for um, uh, to protect oneself from uh, from abusing behavior from men, we have to call a man a man, and his abusive those men who who do this uh, abusive behavior, we have to be able to call it out. And also, it's like when when these men. Heterosexual men, as they actually are, are like uh, working in the organizations for lesbians and uh, gay people and all the other alphabet soup. They are like um, it, it's this. Uh, Is this? They are like. Um, Is what? What's it called? It's called like black. Uh, Emotional blackmail, yeah. Like because they they are like they are in schools teaching children that uh, they can change sex, that men can be lesbians, that men can be women, that uh, it uh, you can medically change. They are they are teaching Norwegian schools uh, children in schools this thing, so it's like they are uh, girls who are um, uh, lesbians. They how can they understand? what they really are if they are um, these men they are they are saying that if you say if you say uh, men can't be lesbians they they will suffer in a way. So it's like uh, it's like young lesbians and women and boys they are supposed to take care of adult men's feelings. (laughs) Towards, uh, towards, uh, like I don't believe you're a man, not a woman. I believe you're a man. If you say this, it's like then they are also getting this. Like they are, they are um, mean. They are hurting this uh, adult man, and I think it's something is just upside down because when I grew up, it it was like uh, adults teach, uh, adults taught us that we should like um, we should. Uh, take care or protect uh, ourselves by expressing expressing loudly if someone were like trying to push us somewhere so yeah i think uh, and it's very harmful for young people to not being able to even recognize uh what is happening because they are so Uh, forced to uh, have their awareness uh, on adult people's uh, identities.
0: Let me ask you this. You mentioned uh, you're married. Yes. I'll say like legally married, common law union, or Norwegian laws, I imagine, are quite progressive in terms of same-sex marriage.
1: Yeah, same-sex marriage.
0: And uh, for how long, if I may ask?
1: Uh, 20 years.
0: That's a long time. You have any kids? No, I don't want kids. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> least, that's one, I say one headache out of the, out, uh, out of, potentially out of the way, but uh, uh, they're a headache and a blessing, but you know, sometimes uh, more of a headache. Um, you mentioned that there was another person who was convicted, a man. Yeah. I didn't, I heard about someone who was recently under investigation and apparently that was, that investigation was closed. Do you know what happened to the man who was convicted? Uh, did he have to pay money? Did he have to go to jail?
1: uh he had to pay uh, a fine money and uh it's like it's not uh, he didn't have to go to jail okay yeah but uh but it, because there were circumstances also like uh, he uh, the um, the person who accused him was his friend actually so and he also he, uh, he the um, the the sentence he wrote he, he immediately took it uh, away um, okay. But uh, so, but uh, for me, it's like I, I really want to, because I've been trying to talk about this in every possible way, and uh, it's like um, these queer uh, LGBT organizations—they are so heavily funded by the government, and uh, there are so many people working there, and the, these people are attacking uh, the. Those few in the population who dare to speak out. So for me, it's like impossible to to get the and the media Norwegian media does not write about uh, the issue. They only have one narrative and uh, they want to hold on to that. So for me, it was like uh, when I read this uh, this conviction, uh, I just thought, okay, I want to I want to challenge uh the system because I think this is uh is um it's uh, not fair and it's uh it's um I have to be able to speak my mind and use the words I have to use use to protect myself so I I in a way I everything I said in the Facebook post I really mean
0: I'll, I'll bring the, it up, the, at, and huh? actually, I, I, sh- I shouldn't have said it wasn't perversions. I think the word was sexual fetishes that you used. Yeah. Uh, so it says the post on Jeff Jean's Facebook page under investigation read, "quote This is a translation, so you'll tell you'll tell us if it's good enough, uh, Tanjay, It's just as impossible for men to become a lesbian as it is for men to become pregnant. Men are men regardless of their sexual fetishes. So not perversion, but fetishes. That's a uh, accurate." Accurate translation, Tanshi?
1: Yeah, but it was more. I, I really tried to describe in, in uh, to like paint it up uh, or draw like what I meant because I think, uh, I think, um, I think this idea, this romantic idea that uh, people can have like a gendered identity, uh, like, um, which is like not, uh, I think it's, I, everybody should allow to feel so, but uh, the minute it got into the legis- legislation, it has become it has become really harmful for uh, for uh, the ones who don't want to take part of it. And it's we also see the same in Norway as we see in UK and other mm-hmm. countries that uh, uh, they are attacking and targeting women uh, who don't um, join their force and this uh, belief of gendered identity. So it's like we have um uh, there has to be i i and and the people responsible for this are like the it's the politicians it's the government so and they pretend that there is no problem that like they say that um uh, to give one group rights doesn't uh, take away other groups rights but that's just uh, not true and it's not uh, what we uh, in the, the law doesn't reflect that. And it's like wishful thinking. So.
0: I, for, well, that's a, they, they, the, the, it doesn't take away anybody else's right until uh, you go to jail or get fined for saying something that someone doesn't like. Uh, by the way, the Facebook post was longer. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's it's not, I don't know if, I mean, I suspect it's been fully translated, but the bottom line, it's you didn't write this to be uh, provocative and not mean it. It's not like I don't want to take the Kanye West running around saying things about you know certain people. You were not saying it to be provocative. You're saying this because you genuinely believe it. Um, and I guess that's a yes or uh, 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 as, is that accurate or not? And also,
1: yeah, I, I genuinely believe what I stated in the post. But I also I also knew that uh, because uh, it. A man has been. Uh, it has been a conviction of some yeah. of the same wording, that uh, it uh, it would be uh, that uh, it would be possible that I would uh, that somebody would. Um, it, it's a breach of section one eight five, which is like hate hate speech. So uh, I I was expecting uh, uh, a letter from the police. And uh, I got a letter from the police.
0: <laughs> so that, actually, because I think it's relevant also to know who the who the individual is about whom you were writing this. Who is the person that you were talking about?
1: Uh, it's not just one person. It's like I'm talking generally, and then I also put out an, an example because uh, it's a, it's a heterosexual man who works for the for the LGBTQI organization, and he presents himself as a lesbian. And uh, he's a father. Uh, he uh, he's a man, uh, and uh, so I I, I I because I want to tell people about this.
0: Can I, I'm sorry. Let me stop you there. He's uh, got the, the individual has a child. You mean like he's a father, as in he actually has a kid? Yes. So this man, this is an individual who has a has a child that he made with his body parts. He, now,
1: made it, uh, he made it a very normal way: heterosexuals, <laughs> <laughs> men and women. Uh, and they,
0: now identifies now identifies as a woman and <laughs> insists on being referred to as a lesbian.
1: Yeah, and this organization for lesbian, they they have uh, uh, they they have put him as an advisor yeah. for. Uh, so he is like the one one of the men or women that, uh, and one of the men that uh, young lesbians are going to.
0: It's it's do you know who Larry David is? Do you have curb your enthusiasm in Norway? Uh it's it's the guy who created Seinfeld and he made a new show.
1: Okay. But, yeah. And
0: and and the premises of the show are always absurd. I mean, like absurd. Like this would be an episode of Seinfeld if Seinfeld could make the type of comedy yeah, today. It's,
1: it's perfect. Uh, yeah. So
0: so you, you, you make this public statement, you know it's gonna get you in trouble. You yeah. you you genuinely believe it, but are also doing it knowing that it's gonna bring the trouble. And it brings the trouble. What mm. happens? Like, how does this work? You hit send on a social media post. Mm. When do the police show up at your door?
1: Uh, they didn't show up at my door. I got like a, a letter. So it's, uh, and I think it was uh, I'll find the date. I think uh, it was the seventeenth of November. I received a letter from the police that I was uh, under investigation, and the ones who has like. Uh, uh, the one it it's not an individ, individual that is like accusing me it's like the Norwegian competence center for hate <laughs> <It's>, hate crime <laughs> it's it's Orwellian
0: it's or it's like Orwell's ministry yeah, yeah, ministry of language is coming yeah, after you Yeah. and so um this so happens I've been,
1: I've been i've been interviewed by the police and i have signed the protocol so no next step is like the um, they are going to find out if they are going to prosecute or not
0: um may I ask uh huh? do you need a lawyer do you have a lawyer?
1: Uh I uh I if they are going to prosecute me the I would I will need a lawyer.
0: <laughs> um th- let me ask you this also though but did you sign something without yet having had you signed something from the government do you know what you signed?
1: <laughs> yes, I know what I signed and okay. and for me it's like I'm really um I mean uh the consequences from this legislation, with gender identity in the legislation, is is really harmful. And I have experienced it, and a lot of women, and also men in Norway, have experienced it. And it's like, uh, I also talk to, like, I I have to go on this uh, also, because when young lesbians are are forced to not uh, use what they know about sex and uh, gender and the difference between men and, men and women, something we are creating an abusive culture. And uh, for me, it's like, uh, I really have to say, I have to do everything I can to object to this. And I want to explain why it is harmful. And of course, I mean, this this uh, conviction is relevant for everybody, but it's especially re- Relevant for women and lesbians because we are like in the front line. They are going for us first, at least they are doing in Norway. So it's like, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm ready. If if they want to take me to court, I'm ready, and uh, I, 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 I will also have the. To me, it's like if I can't speak and uh, protect myself, if I can't say what do I see with my own eyes, then uh, we'll see what happened.
0: Um, all right. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, people who have never heard of you on the one hand, well, now they'll know about you, but others might hear things that, you know, you're a bad person looking for a fight, looking to dehumanize. And now they can hear you talk for a half an hour and assess on their own. Mm. Um, I guess, well, two questions, uh, Are you you afraid of the outcome because you're fighting a machine that might want to make an example out of you? And have you thought about leaving Norway?
1: Uh, No, I haven't thought about leaving Norway. And I'm not really afraid of the outcome because what what is uh, frightening is um, as long as this this, uh, abusive culture and goes on and nobody talks about it. They are picking one and one and taking us uh, down. So it's like, for me, it's like to, it's really important to tell people that we have to be, what is dehumanizing is not to see what you know is true. And like when people in Norway, they don't dare to talk about this because they are so afraid. This is like, how can we, how oh, is like uh, the debate uh, going to be when people are afraid of talking? And after a while, they are so afraid of saying or participating in the debates that they are like uh, they really don't care about what's happening. So what what kind of society are we going for? why why do the politicians want it? want this and why? Why can't we have a debate on this where different perspectives are coming up? So it's like, and for me, then there's no will to debate in Norway. So for me, it's like, uh, I really want to have the right to protect myself and to speak my mind. And uh, this is one way to do it. Uh,
0: And I don't want to pry too much. I'll just ask. I mean, you say you've you've lost contracts. Your wife, uh, they've come after her for her job have have they managed to strangle you financially or are you still are you still surviving
1: no uh they have strangled me financially but my uh, they couldn't take my uh, wife but we had to have a we needed legal help there too so it's like uh, they but i don't have an income and nobody wants to touch me because it's uh, it's uh, attached to so much uh, trouble, and I mean, institutions, art institutions in Norway, they are really afraid of uh, uh, of um, uh, having uh, some, somebody like me and my view on this. Uh, so they are like pretending I do not exist. And you know, this year was like a queer. They called it the queer year in Norway, and you have no one like me. Uh, I'm I'm the only as far as I know I'm the only lesbian artist who like for 20 years have been making art about being a woman and uh, this uh, being a lesbian gender roles and also this uh, LGB culture we have we have an album called Die Forever we have made the international lesbian anthem uh, I've been representing Norway abroad uh, about these issues and I'm not invited to... <laughs> so it's like it's like you're a nobody. There, I just don't exist. I
0: imagine in imagining in in the art world, yeah. people don't want to be provocative or or edgy. They they now are mm. art has been corrupted by politics, where it's got to be yeah. subservient. Well, you should think about um, you know I don't know producing some works for the general public because I think there's a lot of people who would like to support you. Um, so and what's next? You you don't know yet if you're going to be formally charged. There's the investigation and do you have a date for when you're going to know?
1: No, I don't have a date. And You know the the woman you were talking about some some earlier earlier in this show, yeah. Christina Ellingsen, who was she, who was also under an investigation. It took 8 months before she they contacted her and said what she said, she has she's allowed to say what she said. So it's like, uh, but um, uh, I, I just have to wait and see, and uh, then I will use. Uh, like, uh, I'm really happy when uh, people like you and people who have like uh, platforms let me speak about it because uh, I think uh, we need to speak about what what uh, consequences this. Um, uh, gender identity into legislation have for for uh, individuals like me but actually for for everybody
0: uh, we're, we're, we're you know i don't know if you know who jordan peterson is in canada yes. so yes. he he raised the alarms we had this enter our criminal code in 2016 i don't know that we've had a similar criminal case i do know that we've had similar civil cases before the human rights tribunal in british mm-hmm. columbia so we'll see um Tanjay, when there's, when there's news, you'll let me know and we'll, we'll be in touch.
1: Yep.
0: I say, th- ordinarily, I'd end the stream and we would talk and afterwards, but I'm going to continue with the stream. But thank mm-hmm. you very, very much for coming on. Uh, anybody who had any doubts as to the accuracy of this story, uh, you, you've seen it and heard it, and you've even seen the legislation. Um, we'll see what happens, Tanjay. And, and when there's news, let me know and we'll, we'll continue to be in touch.
1: Okay. Thank you. Again. Thank you. Thank you
0: very much. Have, have a good, good evening, I guess.
1: Thank you. All right. See you soon. Bye.
0: There you have it, people. I, I've, I've been reading the chat. I understand some of the points in the chat. Uh, it's a, it's a fair discussion. I think there's, there's, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with the chat afterwards, but now you've heard the actual story and um, it's, it's, it's quite amazing that it's actual, it's reality in Norway. That a, 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 a lesbian woman who has the audacity of saying, I'm a lesbian woman and I don't like the idea of being pressured into having to normalize in my head, which it will never be normalized in, that a biological male who identifies as a woman is a lesbian that I'm expected then to treat as one of my own, which is a biological woman with a sexual attraction or a natural attraction to another biological woman. I, so as far as the chat goes, you know, if if uh, I, people have been saying this for a while about women in sports. If they don't fight for this, uh, you'll get what you ask for. When you vote for certain politicians, you get what you ask for. The problem is, um, the, you know, the slippery slope is not a fallacy. It's a strategy. And it's only in retrospect that you can look back at prior stages and say, well, I, we, we could have seen where this was going from then. But from that, at that point in time, at that singular moment in time, because we only exist in singular moments in time, it, when nobody, nobody really reasonably saw it going here. In 2016, when Jordan Peterson was talking about criminalizing speech under Bill C-16, is it Bill C-16? I think it was. Even I didn't see that happening. And I'm a, I mean, I was not anywhere near as cynical, jaded, or I dare say informed as I am now. I couldn't see that. I thought, okay, fine. You know, You'll have your occasional outliers of bad law and you live long enough. And then you understand that bad cases make bad law, but then bad law makes bad rules, and then lo and behold, you're living under bad rules. Tanjey is actually—I I, I had never spoken to her before this. I'm actually—it it was actually very fascinating. It's—it's a—it's a—it's a woman who's explaining in real time. This is how, this is what it means to us, and it's a form of—and I can understand the sentiment. It's a form of abuse. Imagine someone telling me that I—you know—who who. who who I have to, um, what I have to do that violates my very nature in order to allegedly be tolerant of someone else's self-identification. That's, you know, that's not how things work or should work. So that's it. That's fascinating. We'll be following it because um, she picked a fight and you know she might have picked a fight with an administration now that wants to make an example out of it. It is clown world. Um, the beacon let me see this here there is a movement of nationals and foreigners who are flooding norwegian social media with her statement will they charge foreigners arrest us all her statement as far as what i've read it's only in an only in an upside down bizarro bizarro clown world can there be anything criminal in that statement and it doesn't matter and we will see conviction jail time jail time imminently unlikely but who knows Doing it deliberately. It's not like the other case that she was describing where the, the person took it down and apologized and still got a fine. They made, him, they made him say, I love big brother and he still got a fine, but a small fine. We'll see what they try to do with her. Kizzy says, I know for a fact that I would have jumped on the trans train as a child. I wanted attention that I didn't get at home because my mom worked all the time. Okay, now what we're going to do is this. Now that we've had the edgy part of this stream on YouTube... And my dog just made a noise right at that exact moment. Uh, we're going to bring this over to Rumble, but I, I think I've forgotten that I did not put the link in the pin. Stop with the noise here. Let me put the link here. Link to Rumble. And we're going to go to Rumble and talk with them other big stuff. And if we're going, if we're live at, where am I? I uh, lost the camera. If we're live at one o'clock, we'll put on the January 6th uh, hearing. Although I've got to, have got to stop, of, pin the message there's the link to Rumble. Let's all start to move over there, and let's just see—is this, is this still—is this still monetized on YouTube? I think I don't think we we breached any wrongthink rules, even by YouTube standards. Talking about legislation, Orwellian legislation, and how it's being used to silence to silence uh, people who were once the people they were looking to protect 20 years ago. But what have they done for them lately? It's an amazing thing. Once upon a time, the powers that be, in order to be virtuous, tolerant, progressive, said we have to support lesbian rights. That was 20 years ago. Now, throw the lesbians under the bus if they don't accept biological men who identify as women are women. And therefore, they're not not real lesbians or they're TERFs. TERFs. Trans. What was the word? Trans-extremist radical feminist? TERFs. Turses. They're trans extremist radical lesbians. Just Let's create a new word for demonizing people. How do you rant? Well, you go to Rumble. In fact, we're going to end it right now on YouTube. Let's bring everyone over this. Interestingly enough, there's over three and a half thousand people. What do we, nearly 4,000 people on Rumble, 600 on YouTube. I don't think YouTube likes this topic. Trans exclusionary. Sorry, trans exclusionary. What did I say? Trans-exclusionary radical feminists. Well, you can have trans-exclusionary radical lesbians now. Radical lesbians who do not think a biological male can be a lesbian. All right. Here's the link to Rumble. Uh, let's go there. And before I go, thanks again to the sponsor, Home Title Lock. When all else fails in life, when laws are used to suppress your, your own very own speech, at least you can know that your house has twenty four seven digital surveillance. Okay. We are ending it on Rumble YouTube. Moving over to Rumble. Three, two. I think we're alone now. Trans exclusionary radical feminists because they exclude trans people because they're radical feminists. All right, there was a a rumble rant. Uh, There was a $25 one which said, okay, Fleet Lord Avatar is a $5 rumble rant. Says tell her she can use give, send, go for legal defense and other help. I have a good mind to set it up myself. I set it up myself for her, for her benefit. Uh, I could do it very easily. I know Jacob and, um, you know, Jacob Wells is the CEO of Give, Send, Go. And I don't remember if we had the discussion publicly or privately. I know that if we had it privately, he would not mind me sharing it because it's a good religious principle is that sometimes people are too shy, too humble, too modest to ask for help for themselves even when they need it. But in so not asking, they actually deny other people uh, the pleasure and the goodness that they would get by giving to them or their cause. So I'm going to discuss with Tanjay and uh, we'll see. I'm gonna, I, that, that that thought was always going through my head uh, during the during the discussion. And now let me just see one thing because it was a purple rumble rant, and I think it was Steve Vi seventeen. Says Statistics Canada stopped recording excess deaths in August, and no one is asking questions. Ask your followers to go to that page and report this. There is a button at the bottom of that page. I think you mean go to uh, go to Stats Can. And they're not reporting excess deaths. Hold on one second. Trust but verify. Good sir, hold on one second. Okay, let, let's just bring we got a few stories. We're going to talk very quickly about um, Amber Heard settling, <laughs> paying a million bucks to Johnny Depp, who really didn't need the million. But that's going to be the sweetest million he's ever gotten. Stats Canada, excess deaths. And this is Statistic Canada, StatCan. Let's see. I might have to verify this on my own afterwards. Chat, if anybody has information on that, whether or not it's accurate, uh, let me know. Let me go to the chat and see there. Uh, but I'll, I'll go look into that. I know my brother, uh, Lion Advocacy on Twitter for anybody who's not following him. Um, I'll see what he knows about that because he's been... So we got the link to StatsCan in the chat, SteveVy17. And uh, we'll see. I'd have no doubt that they stopped counting the 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 unfavorable the unfavorable stats that nobody can can deny anymore. And that's it's enough to it's enough to blackpill you. Nature lover freedom says stop drop it roll Vivi, you're still on fire. I um, have been I mean it's it's how do you not get depressed and discouraged? It's it's a black hole. Uh, of of truth it's a black hole of science it's a black hole of medicine it's a black hole of politics it's all being sucked into this this abyss that swallows the truth and you never see it again and all you end up doing is staring at a black hole that that once it, there was once truth and now it's it's past the event horizon it's never coming back okay let's not get too dark
1: mm-hmm.
0: It's Christmas time after all, even though, even if I don't know what flipping month it is, let's do the nice, light-hearted, easy story of the day. Amber Heard um, has been ordered. Oh, no, not ordered. Sorry. She settled the appeal. So she settled the appeal for a million bucks because Johnny Depp won. I think the net difference in that in that lawsuit that captured the soul of a nation much in the way Rittenhouse's trial did. Uh, it was like it was like an eight and a half million to ten million dollar difference where he got eleven million, she got one, and whatever. There was a, a big, big amount that she owed. Um, Johnny Depp won ten point three five verdict against his ex wife in a sensational six week civil trial. Amber Heard has agreed to pay one million dollars to settle his defamation claim against her. She saves the appeal. She would have spent a million on appeal. There's no question. She reduces the exposure to pay the balance. Johnny Depp. I can tell you, he's probably so much happier with a million dollars. Between one and ten million, it makes no difference. She's paying it, not voluntarily. She's paying it voluntarily, but admitting nothing. Heard thirty-six has agreed to cough up a seven-figure sum in an acquittal. Whatever. Uh, I just want to read the statement, her social media statement, to explain away what she's doing. You know, you settle. You settle for a bunch of reasons. Um. You settle for a bunch of reasons. It's not an admission of guilt. You want to avoid the costs of protracted litigation, yada, yada, yada. We've all drafted these things. Amber Heard, I don't know what platform this is on. Nate Brody shared the screen grab. After a great deal of deliberation, pun intended, there there was some deliberation in there also from other people. I have made a very difficult decision to settle the defamation case brought against me by my ex-husband in Virginia. I just want to know, is she pledging the million? <laughs> Sorry, couldn't avoid it. Uh, I don't think Johnny Depp is going to settle for a pledge. The only question is, is Elon Musk going to pay the million? I couldn't avoid that either. Sorry, no jokes. This is a serious matter. Here. It's important for me to say that I never chose this. I know She's still the victim. I defended my truth. Yeah. And you know why you lost? Because your truth was a lie. That's the thing about my truth is nobody cares about your truth. One cares about the truth. And now that we've heard those recordings, you're entitled to your truth, and I'm entitled to think that your truth was a pathological, narcissistic lie, as did the jury. I defended my truth, and in doing so, my life as I knew it was destroyed. That's that's typically what happens when liars don't stop lying, don't admit wrongdoing, and try to ruin someone else's life through their lies. That's typically what happens. But you're, you're the victim. The vilification I have faced on social media is an amplified version of the ways in which women are re-victimized when they come forward. Do you know what, actually, Amber? You have have made it harder for other victims to come forward with your story because people believed you, now they no longer believe you, and people are going to have that initial reflex, initial thought now going forward if they never had that thought in the past when they hear of another uh, alleged victim coming forward in the future. You did that. Agreed. by the way. You know what also re-victimizes victims? When other people pretend to be victims. That, that's the worst form of re-victimization because they're looking at someone who was not a victim, now under a court of law determined, claiming to be a victim, when all the audio recordings comes out and shows that you might have been the victimizer and now you're trying to exploit the valor of victimhood, thus abusing of actual victims and re-victimizing them again. Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm getting distracted. Now I finally have an opportunity to emancipate myself from something I attempted to leave over six years ago on terms I can agree to. That's a bizarre phraseology. Emancipate myself? I have made no admission. We would expect nothing less, Amber. This is not an act of concession. Of course not. There are no restrictions or gags with respect to my voice going forward. No, nobody would have ever thought there would have been... Um, and you know, defamation is not a restriction or a gag on a voice. It's just the legal consequences of spreading lies. That actually costs someone else the, a, a good portion of their career. What Johnny Depp actually suffered as a result of that is is real and quantifiable and demonstrable. So that's the latest news from uh, Amber Heard paying off a million bucks. that that's. that's got and you know what the funny thing is? I don't know how much she paid Elaine and team, but she probably could have gotten off for a million bucks before the trial with the settlement that just apologized, but maybe not. I don't think so. I take that back. Johnny Depp wanted the trial and wanted his story told, and he probably would have turned down 10 million before the trial to end up with a million after conviction. So that's that. That's uh, Amber Heard, the latest. Now, uh, I saw in the chat also, someone said uh, the Twitter files, Vault 7 Das Vault Seven is is being disclosed, but I'm not sure that I know this. And I wanted to go through um, I wanted to go through the last supplemental which came out yesterday, and then you know we can talk about Elon Musk's poll. I want to see has he tweeted since his poll. He has not tweeted since his. Po- you know, let's bring this up here. Twitter has become a whirlwind of madness. While Barnes and I are streaming our last Sunday night live stream of 2022, Elon comes out with a poll in which he asks, and we're going to have to remember the phraseology for this because the fake news media is not quite describing this poll to have said what the poll actually said. Should I step down as head of Twitter? I will abide by the results of this poll. 17 million votes. I don't know if this is more than bring back Donald Trump. I think it might be. 17 million votes. 57.5% say, yes, you should. I voted no. I voted no, even though I think there's a a, a, um, a serious argument that the people voting yes are doing it for Elon's own benefit. Um. And not out of malice. And then he tweeted a little bit later on. Well, he hadn't tweeted since, I think this would have been the last one. Those who want power are the ones who least deserve it. So that was the poll. And uh, 17 million people voted, or 17 million accounts. Now I'd like to know how many of those were legit accounts, newly created accounts. We'll see. It may- maybe Elon comes out and says, yeah, dude, I'll abide by the poll. The poll was bullshit because uh, about... Three million new accounts were created and all they did was vote. Who knows? We'll see. But he, he put it out there and the majority said, yeah, step down. Uh, just remember what that question was. Should I step down as the head of Twitter? How does the New York Times report this? Here. Elon, uh, e- the, how the New York Times reports it? Elon Musk asked Twitter users if he should step down more than 17 million votes were cast and delivered a clear verdict. 57% said he should quit. Hmm. Nobody said he should quit. The question was not, should I quit? Twitter users say Elon Musk should quit as CEO. Let's just see how they frame this. Let's see if I'm gonna have to go to a archive to get to this. Twitter users say Elon Musk should quit. Oh, here they go, As CEO. After weeks of turmoil, oh, turmoil, since he bought the company, Mr. Musk surveyed Twitter about whether he should remain in charge and said he would abide by the results. Um, yada, yada, yada. If he follows through, Mr. Musk would be handing over the reins of the... C- People don't seem to understand what a CEO does. The CEO is not a... Pr- like, does it... The CEO doesn't single-handedly run a company. It's a title as much as CFO, CMO, CIO, chief, m- chief medical officer, depending on if it's a company, chief marketing officer, chief intelligence officer, well, chief information officer, chief executive, chief operating officer. They're executives. I think they, they don't necessarily understand that this is not the president who, who single-handedly controls a company. doesn't matter. Uh, marked by layoffs of the company. Fall, layoffs, by the way. Apparently, Twitter was down uh, 75% of its staff after layoffs, uh, resignations, etc. And that hashtag rest in peace Twitter, which some people uh, thought might have been a prediction, but was probably more of just a wish for some. No rest in peace Twitter. Falling advertising sales, they they might have dipped for a bit because there was a move to boycott Twitter, but they came back with a vengeance, unless you think Elon is, is, is lying. Executive resignations. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we, I think we know why some of those executives might have resigned before they could get fired, and maybe, maybe worse. I mean, legally worse. And various high-profile user accounts suspended for infractions of newly invented policy. Uh, the doxing real-time location of individuals was not a new policy. This one paragraph is a. It's a disinformation sandwich. It's not a nothing burger. It's a disinformation hoagie. On studying, okay, whatever. So they, they did. It's a disinformation hoagie. The, the, the not doxing physical location, from what I could tell, is a policy that had been around at least since before Elon, where it specifically said in the terms of service one aspect of doxing that we place a great deal of emphasis on is physical location of an individual, having that physical location disclosed by third parties. Well, that wasn't new. The new one might have been the cross-referencing other social media platforms, competitors, which was, you know, announced yesterday and I think uh, retracted yesterday. <sighs> but let's see here. But for some users, including former supporters of Mr. Musk, the chaotic week was a breaking point. Oh, really? Mr. Musk's latest actions with the Twitter with Twitter were the last straw, Paul Graham, founder of the startup accelerator Y Combinator said. Mr. Graham had supported Mr. Musk's takeover, but on Sunday he wrote, I give up. You can find a link to my new Mastodon profile on my site. His account was briefly suspended. That was when they said, I think it's a stupid policy, but I understand the rationale. You don't get to use one competitor to publicize and siphon traffic to another. I understand it. I think it's a silly way to have laid it out, the plan, but whatever. Last week, Twitter suspended about two dozen accounts that tracked the location of private planes, including one that followed Mr. Musk's private jet, justifying the decision with a new policy that banned accounts if they shared another person's live location. I don't think that that policy was as new as everyone thinks it was. Uh, I won't be able to find it, but I I, I do recall having seen a way-back archived link uh, that said, in terms of doxing and what doxing is referred to as, understood as on the platform, physical location would be one of the elements that is um, greatly valued in assessing doxing. I think it was an, old, an old, old-ish an policy. The accounts of some journalists, Washington, yada, 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 seemingly under the same policy and then reinstated after Misk asked, they they were seemingly banned for uh, linking out to the very same link that had gotten the initial account shut down. A- at least we know that for Aaron Rupar. I don't know uh, what t- Taylor Lorenz did to get her Suspension that she was so damn proud of, so proud of it. It's 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 a badge of honor. It, it was the most attention Taylor Lorenz had gotten since, I don't know, that 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 documentary on um, GameStop. Uh, anyhow, does this go anywhere? On Monday, Tesla shares rose one, rose 3.4%. Damn it, I wanted to buy Tesla today. I've already I've already missed three and a half percent of game. So, anyways, that's that's the news. Elon ran the, the poll and 57 massive, massive, um, massive voting. Steve Vai 17 says you can learn here how to compare excess deaths mortality from other countries officially. And now we got a link to YouTube. Okay, I'm gonna grab that. So, anyways, that's it. That, that was the latest from from Twitter, but Uh, Matt Taibbi also put out another supplement to the latest. I mean, the supplement, just going to walk through it quickly because I missed it because I was not, uh, I I missed it at the time. It's not that long. It doesn't tell us anything that we didn't already know. Some people are going to hypothesize, you know, that Elon wants out of this entity that he purchased, which might be nothing more than an intelligence gathering Apparatus for the American government for 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 law enforcement. Let's just walk through this briefly. There's only 17, I think, and they're not all that long, but they're very interesting. Matt Taibbi puts out another supplemental. In July of 2020, San Francisco FBI agent Elvis Chan, who's now being deposed in the Missouri lawsuit, I forget which lawsuit. Elvis Chan of the FBI being deposed. He's the one who basically said we had weekly meetings with social media platforms leading up to 2020. And I think it's only probably gotten worse since Elvis Chan tells Twitter executive Yoel Roth to expect written questions from the foreign influence task force, the interagency group that deals with cyber threats. Hello, Yoel. this is from FBI. I believe foreign, whatever the thing is, threats would like a response ahead of our meeting. The week of August 10, this date, I think it's 2020, 2020, ahead of the election, intelligence. This is not even a back channel. This is direct communications. We want written, all we wanna do is survey the internet for foreign influence. That's all we're doing. But we're not telling anybody, we're denying it. And uh, Twitter sure as heck is not telling everybody that they're being supervised by the FBI. It can be a written response or we can set up a phone call, whatever is easiest for you. I think you can tell from the nature of the questions that there was quite a bit of discussion within the USIC to get clarifications from your company? Let me know. Thanks. Okay. The questionnaire authors seem displeased with Twitter for implying in a July 20th Department of Homeland Security, FBI, I don't know what these are, you indicated you had not observed much recent activity from official propaganda actors on your platform. And by this, I believe they're referring to foreign propaganda actors. I presume. One would think that would be good news. The agency seemed to feel otherwise. Chan underscored this. There was quite a bit of discussion within the USIC. I need to find out what USIC, United States Intelligence Community, to get clarifications from your company, he wrote, referring to the United States, oh, there it is, Intelligence Community, sorry. The task force demanded to know how Twitter came to its unpopular conclusion. Oddly, it concluded a bibliography of public sources, including Wall Street Journal article, attesting to the prevalence of foreign threats as if to show Twitter they got it wrong. Remember, remember the wrap-up smear that Nancy Pelosi... I'll play that afterwards. Remember the wrap-up smear Nancy Pelosi says, we, we, we have someone leak something to the press. It gets published. And then we cite it in the press to lend legitimacy to the original smear, which might have been false to begin with, but by the time people discover it was false, too late, it's been published, cited, recited, referenced, and used as the justification for the allegation in the first place. We know that the FBI did something extremely similar uh, in procuring unlawful spy warrants on Carter Page, for example. Leak a bunk story to Yahoo. Yahoo publishes a bunk story, and then the FBI intelligence authorities use that bunk story published after their own leak to justify obtaining certain legal remedies. That, But for the publication of that fake story that they leaked to the press in the first place, they would never have gotten. The wrap-up smear, the wrap-up frame. And it's happening right here. Hey, we, we, we've seen articles in the Wall Street Journal saying that there's foreign, foreign threats, foreign influence. You didn't find any? That's, that's, that doesn't sound right. We see it right here. You must have gotten it wrong. Go look again. Go look, go look again. And be on the lookout for Russian disinformation when that nasty little Hunter Biden story comes. Roth, receiving the questions, circulated them with other company executives and complained that he was frankly perplexed by the requests here, which seemed more like something we'd get from a congressional committee than a bureau. Huh. Well, he got, you know, there, was, there were the meetings where they said, you better get comfortable. We better get comfortable with uh, intelligence, with government involved in social media. What didn't take long for Yul Roth to get comfortable? He added he was not comfortable with the Bureau and by extension, the intelligence community demanding written answers. The idea of the FBI acting as conduit for the intelligence community is interesting, given that many agencies are barred from domestic operations. He then he then sent another note internally saying the premise of the questions was flawed because we've been clear that official state propaganda is definitely a thing on Twitter. Note the italics for emphasis. Privileged and confidential from Yule. One other follow-up. In rereading the doc, the entire premise seems flawed. In our June 2020 briefing, we did not indicate that we had not observed much recent activity from official propaganda actors on your platform. I re-reviewed my notes from that briefing, and there's a specific item calling out official propaganda outlets as a major factor. And in multiple follow-ups with Elvis Chan, FBI, and, um, and blank... We've been clear that official state propaganda is definitely a thing on Twitter, but that it's different in terms of how we handle it than clandestine fake accounts. My recommendation is to get on the phone with Elvis ASAP to try to straighten this out. I'm concerned that there's swirl somewhere in the intelligence community about a statement that may have been fundamentally misunderstood. Would you get back to me? Yada, 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 yada. Okay, good. Close that up there. Roth suggested that they get on the phone. That probably got the exchanges odd, among other things, because some of the bibliography material cited in the... Okay, it doesn't matter. The FBI responded to Friday's report saying it regularly engages with private sector entities to provide information specific to identified foreign malign influence actors, subversive, undeclared, covert, or criminal activities. This is December 16, 2022. The FBI replies to Matt... Okay, well, yeah, we just said that. Okay. FBI says this is totally normal, as, as they uh, totally normal except it's been denied up until you know Twitter files. That may be true, but we haven't seen that in the document to date. Instead, we've seen mostly requests for moderation involving low follower accounts belonging to ordinary Americans and Billy Baldwin and James Woods. James Woods, it, you know, he's a great actor. I've, I've, lo- he was the best. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Guest, the best guest on both The Simpsons and The Family Guy. Ooh, what was it? What, what, what did they put up for James Woods to get him lo- caught under the box? Ooh, candy. Oh yeah, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. James Woods was the best uh, cameo guest on both The Simpsons and The Family Guy. He's going to go down as being you know, so dangerous that, uh, that he had to be censored off of Twitter. That An account with so much influence suppressed that account. Billy Baldwin, apparently the FBI is after him. Uh, what do we got here? Okay, fine. Let's do this. Um, I think that was it. Is that where it ended? Watch Barry Weiss and Schellenberger for more Twitter files. And is that, is that today? <laughs> oh, it's just telling us what we all knew, but the degree to which it has always been there. And now you, imagine you're Elon Musk and you buy this company. Did he know any of this? Could he not have known it? Did he suspect it, but didn't have the the, the actual uh, documentary information? And now he's gotten it. And yeah, he, he didn't buy a crime scene. We're gonna we're gonna have to um we're gonna have to modify the um, uh, Steve Bannon quotes. Elon Musk did not only buy a crime scene; he bought an intelligence apparatus extension of the government. It's it's crazy. But actually, let's just highlight Adam Schiff actually put this out. Adam Schiff, the pathological liar who lied about having seen clear and convincing evidence of Russia collusion with Donald Trump. He had seen it, made a public statement that he knew was a lie, knowing that nobody could contradict that lie without disclosing what they had seen in those confidential congressional meetings, whatever they were. Liar, like it's not, uh, it it does an injustice to liars. Elon Musk calls himself a free speech absolutist to justify turning a blind eye to hatred and bigotry on Twitter. But when journalists report unfavorable news, they are banned without warning. The devotion to free speech is apparently not that absolute, but the hypocrisy is. Imagine this guy is lecturing on free speech while literally trying to persecute Donald Trump for a speech he gave um, on January 5 and January 6. Imagine that. I mean, maybe maybe Schiff is going to say, I'm not a free speech absolutist. I'm an actual communist, and I don't think you should have any free speech that that threatens our power. Maybe he'd say that, but the uh, the audacity, first of all, that's all a filthy, filthy lie. Everything that Schiff said, the reporters were not banned for writing unfavorable reports, despite the fact that that's what many liars in the mainstream media were saying. Oh, who, who was it that they said it was banned? She wrote unfavorable articles about Tesla. Are, are arguable, unclear, and probably outright false. Um, they were probably banned because they probably shared that, that, that link that got an account banned. Who knows? But for, you know, for all the things that Elon has done well, transparency for banning big blue checkmark accounts who you know are dishonest and are going to frame it dishonestly, transparency and providing the evidence so that they don't get to say, I got banned for a negative article on Tesla when it's not true. That would have been great. Adam Schiff is lecturing um, Elon Musk on free speech absolutism. It is a preposterous joke. Do we have anything more here? Wait, this is my. Uh, so no, we don't. We don't want that one. Uh, yeah, the, the question was whether or not there are more Twitter files being currently dropped. Would it be Taibi who'd be doing it? Let's just see here for one second. Matt Taibi. Do we have a new Twitter files drop? Oh, here we do. Michael Schellenberger. Do we want to look at this people? I mean, in the chat in Rumble, do we want to go through this real quick? Like one for yes, two for no. I got one more story on the backdrop, which we can look at later. One for yes, two for no. Schellenberg is dropping, is dropping more right now. Let's let's go. Let's go with yes. I'll, I'll presume the answer is gonna be yes. One for there, I saw one yes. Kenzie, Kenzie, 67, you're the first one. Let's do it. Um, Twitter files, part seven, FBI and the Hunter Biden laptop, how the FBI and intelligence community discredited factual information about Hunter Biden's foreign business. Oh, this is going to be everybody sitting out there saying, Oh, I don't care about, I don't care about dick pics and and drugs. And you want to humiliate a drug addict. That's never, never what it was about. When it comes to the weenie pics, maybe if there's a minor involved, that might be a newsworthy, um, you know. That, that might be a little bit more important than embarrassing someone for their sexual proclivities with whomever, if those are highly criminal. It was the 10% for the big guy. It was Joe Biden saying, I don't know anything about my kids' business dealings. I've never helped him get a job for $50,000 a month on the board of Burisma, a Ukrainian corrupt energy company. No, that's what it was about. His foreign dealings both before, after and before the New York Post revealed the contents of the computer. Now, how do we do this? How is this going to work? If if I click on that, in Twitter files number seven, we present evidence. Uh, You know what? I I don't like this format. It makes it very hard. Okay, well, I'm just not going to expand on them. Let me see here. Good, good, says Fleet Lord Avatar. One, 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 one. A lot of ones. Okay, good. Let's do this. We're, We're good then. In Twitter files number seven, we present evidence pointing to an organized effort by representatives of the intelligence community aimed at senior executives at social media companies to discredit the leaked information. We saw that. It was disinformation, Russian propaganda, 52 former and current intelligence officers or whomever, Brandon and others, signing an open letter saying, this has the hallmarks of Russian disinformation campaign. They say it's all, it's, all um, its hallmarks of Russian disinformation. And as we heard Victoria Nuland say, it's classic Russian disinformation to blame your adversary for doing what you're going to do, which is exactly what she was doing. Okay, the story begins in December 2019 when a Delaware computer owner named J.P. Mac Isaac contacts the FBI about a laptop Hunter Biden had left with him. I, from what I understand, he didn't know it was Hunter Biden's laptop But from what people can surmise, a dude knew something bad was on that laptop, so bad that he had to contact the FBI. And people are surmising what that might have been. He knew it was so bad it needed to go to the FBI, but he also knew it was so bad that he needed to protect himself by mirroring that computer and giving it to another trusted party, that being Rudy Giuliani. By August 2020, this is almost a year after giving the laptop to Hunter Biden, which the FBI probably knew it was on that laptop before they got it they were probably well aware of Hunter Biden's issues before they got that laptop. And it was a question of either keeping it secret or some, 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 you know, eccentrics out there could say, weaponizing that information potentially. everybody, everybody's, sort of uh, tends to be linear with corruption. Right, corruption is only foreign interests who might use that for, uh, sorry, I meant blackmail. It's good. Blackmail is not only for foreign entities. Blackmail is not just for Russians, for, for the Chinese to coerce or suppress action from a government actor. could also be for American intelligence, the military-industrial complex, the intelligence community, to coerce or suppress actions from their elected officials. They are the deep state. The elected officials are just temporary entry points. So it's, it's very conceivable that all of this was known, too, and could have been weaponized by intelligence, for various purposes. McIsaac had not heard back from the FBI nearly a year later. He discovered evidence of criminal activity. And he says, he, so, and so he emails Rudy Giuliani, who was under FBI surveillance at the time. Okay, interesting. Shortly before 7 p.m. Eastern on October 13th, we're 2020. Hunter Biden lawyer George Mazirez emails J.P. McIsaac. Oh, this is going to be good. Hunter and Mazirez had just learned from the New York Post that its story about the laptop would be published the next day. Holy crab apples, is this going to be amazing to read? John Paul, thank you for speaking with me tonight. As I indicated, I am a lawyer for Hunter Biden and I appreciate you reviewing your records on this matter. Thank you. My goodness. This is like, one could not wish this on themselves. Do you think that, do you think that computer guy wanted this mess? You think he wants these? These he wants these connections. These, these contacts. Nine twenty-two. FBI agent Elvis Chan hmm, sends ten documents to Twitter's then head of site integrity, Yoel Roth, through Teleporter, a one-way communication channel from the FBI to Twitter. We have to see what this says. Twitter folks, heads up! I will be sending a Teleporter. Okay, it doesn't say anything. It's not spam. Please confirm receipt when you get it. Thank you. Uh, Elvis Chan, supervisory special agent. FBI, San Francisco. Wow. The next day, the the post runs its story. Every single fact in it was accurate. This is, I believe this is indisputable at this point. Not just undisputed, indisputable. And yet within hours, Twitter and other social media companies censored the article, prevented from spreading, prevented from sharing it through private links, through private DMs, by the way. I don't know who who, um, noticed that at the time. Could not share it or receive it via DM on Twitter. December 2, Taibi described the debate inside Twitter. We saw that. Okay, we don't need to go over that again. First, it's important to understand that Hunter Biden earned tens of millions of dollars in contracts with foreign businesses, including ones linked to China government, from which Hunter offered no real work. For which Hunter offered no real work. Here's an overview by investigative journalists. We're not going to do that. It's 10 minutes long. Peter Schweitzer. And yet, during all of 2020, the FBI and other law enforcement agencies repeatedly primed Joel Roth to dismiss reports of Hunter Biden's laptop as a Russian hack and leak operation, as they did with Zuckerberg in Facebook. And it led to both Facebook and Twitter, the two biggest social media platforms on Earth, censoring the story. This is from a sworn declaration by Roth in December 2020. Since 2018, I have, I have had regular meetings with the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, and peers regarding election security. During these weekly meetings, the federal law enforcement agencies communicated that they expected, quote, hack and, leaked operation, hack and leak operations by state actors might occur in the period shortly before 2020 presidential election, likely in October. Prime, they prime it. They're accusing their enemies of doing what they're doing disinformation. I was told in these meetings that the intelligence community expected that individuals associated with political campaigns would be subject to hacking attacks and that the material obtained through those hacking attacks would likely be disseminated over social media platforms. These expectations of hack and leak operations were discussed throughout 2020. I also learned at these meetings that there were rumors of a hack and leak operation involving Hunter Biden. Nobody lied, by the way. They just said, expect hack and leaks. Okay, this is Zuckerberg on face Facebook. On, um, Joe Rogan talking about, um,
1: just so you know,
0: like you should be on high alert. There was the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of, um, uh, of, that's similar to that.
1: The background here is the FBI, I think basically came to us, uh, some, some folks on our team. I was like, Hey, we see, um,
0: we see we've seen that clip many times, many times. Were the FBI warnings of Russian hack and leak operations related to Hunter Biden based on any new Intel? No. Throughout our investigations, we did not see any. Oh, so Elvis Chan is being deposed now. And let me see if we can see the case in which he's being deposed. Oh, it's cut off. The witness being Elvis Chan in his deposition, uh, November. Reportedly, I would say, can you, you can ask your questions like, what do you mean reportedly, Like Hunter, uh, Okay, well, whatever. I don't know what this is. We'll have to get. Let's just get the context through our through our investigations. We did not see any similar competing intrusions to what had happened in 2016. Elvis Chan admitted they they knew the Hunter Biden story was true. They knew it was accurate. They had had it for a year, and they they probably knew all this information anyhow. They were priming the social media companies who could then have plausible deniability. We didn't know it was true. We thought it was fake, and we were just acting in accordance with the directives given to us by the FBI with whom we had been meeting once a week. Weekly meetings, not disclosed to the public. Okay, so very little Russian activity, yada, yada. In fact, Twitter debunked false claims by journalists of foreign influence on this platform. Yeah, okay, fine. After FBI asks about the WAPO story on alleged foreign influence in pro-Trump tweet, Twitter Roth says the article makes a lot of insinuations, but we saw no evidence. That was the case here. And in fact, a lot of evidence pointing in the other direction. So no influence. And I've been blocked by somebody who... Okay, that seems to be where we are right now. Let's just see if there's uh, been any more. It's not going to be anything more than we, we already know. Oh, here it is. Okay. After FBI asked, yada, yada. Okay, fine. We saw that. It's not the first time that Twitter's Roth has pushed back against the FBI. In January 2020, Roth resisted FBI efforts to get Twitter to share data outside the normal search warrant process. Good for you. Good for you Pressure has been growing. We have seen a sustained, if uncoordinated, effort by the intelligence community to push us to share more info and change our API policies. Time and again, FBI asks Twitter for evidence of foreign influence, and Twitter responds that they aren't finding anything worth reporting. That's not the answer that we want. That's not, It's an amazing thing. Like uh, Yoel, um, who's now become you know, public enemy number one of the people... Could it could just have easily have been public enemy number one of the FBI for not blindly doing their bidding, although he comes to do it uh, willingly sooner than later. Do we have any more? Despite Twitter's pushback, the FBI repeatedly requests information from Twitter that Twitter has already made clear it will not share outside of legal channels. Do we want to read this? Hold on if we have time, let's read this. Sorry about the delay. In terms of VoIP message, Twitter requires people registering an account to confirm either an email address or a phone number. And in the course of using Twitter, we may require account holders to confirm phone number if we detect any indications of suspicious activity, yada, yada. Several of the phone numbers we observed associated with these accounts appear to be linked to VoIP phone providers, a relatively common tactic for obtaining phone numbers for the purposes of account confirmation. As for the VPN information, after consulting with Council, we would need legal. We would need legal process to provide further information about IPs, subnets, providers, etc., associated with the IPs and the accounts. Thanks, Yo, That's in response to. Thank you again for taking the time to look into this matter. We greatly appreciate it. When available, I had a few follow up questions, um, and then they're asking about uh, based on what you're seeing. Would you be able to advise how the account holders were using VoIP on Twitter's platform? Also, while I understand obtaining the actual VPN IP addresses associated would likely require a legal process, would Twitter be open to sharing which service providers those VPN IP addresses resolve to? The FBI asked, and he said no. Good for him. Is that where we're at now? How do I see how long ago? That's from four minutes ago. This way. Well, that seems to be where we are right now. It's it's not going to be anything that we did not already know. I'm going to pull it out and uh, follow it. It's 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 not going to be more than what we already know. The the bombshell revelation might be to the extent it's not already been confirmed or not already objectively known. When was the FBI um, aware that the information in the Hunter Biden laptop was authentic? That the New York Post article was authentic, was legitimate, because there is no way of getting around that. It's just a question of how damning the evidence confirmed that would be. And once that is black and white confirmed, those 50 intelligence officers, past, present, and future, who signed a letter saying this looks like Russian disinformation, Russian interference, they should never be able to hold a position uh, in government again. That, that that is election. That is election interference. Of of the highest order, gaslighting of the highest order because it makes people um, think they're going crazy because they know something that they're being told is not uh, true. Okay. Now, while that while that catches up there, I want to bring up something: the the article about the excess deaths. So we got provisional deaths and mortality. I'm gonna have to figure out how this works afterwards. Um. I'm going to cut that. We don't need to know that excess deaths, Canada. We don't need. Um, we don't need confirmation. This is the case. Provisional death count. This is from StatsCan. Because I want to. I want to segue this into the next story, which was an unto- uh, an unfortunate, tragic death, but not what some people initially thought. Not that it makes it any better, because it doesn't. It might actually make it worse. Provisional data shows an estimated 47,227 excess deaths in Canada uh, from the end of March 20 to the beginning of June 22, 7.4. You know what we care about, stats can we don't want to cover the entire pandemic, 7.4% more deaths than expected without the pandemic. During this period, at least 38,000 deaths were directly attributed to COVID-19. Um, that's a that's a curious statement right there, because we had some doctors out of Canada saying that we had not been distinguishing between hospitalized with COVID versus hospitalized from COVID. So I don't know how they can make that statement. After peaking in January 2022, excess excess mortality declines in Canada. After the emergence of the Omicron as the principal variant, it's an interesting this is this is what we call presuasion. may not be related to the excess deaths whatsoever, but let's, let's preface this statement with it so that you're persuaded to think that it was related. After the emergence of Omicron as the principal variant of COVID-19, Omicron being the less lethal variant of COVID. So after the less lethal variant, excess mortality peaked in January 2022 with 21.6% more deaths than were expected in that month. Wow. It's amazing, by the way, how you could f- change the entire framing of that that persuasion. After the emergence of the less lethal Omicron as the principal variant, excess mortality peaked at 21. Point... How about if you say, um, oh, roughly a year into the rollout of the jibby jab, excess mortality peaked at 21.6%. How about, you, how about you persuade it that way? This was the highest rate of excess mortality in Canada since the start of the pandemic. Oh, that's odd. After all of the vulnerable, the weak, have already succumbed to the early, more lethal ver- versions, variants of the virus. The less lethal variant, a year later, two years, two years later, 21.6% more deaths than expected. Then it declines. Don't worry. It declines. Now, now again, typically the things decline. After the, after the most vulnerable die off, things, things decline because the most vulnerable are already dead. Same, th- same thing with the initial spike in COVID deaths. This decline in excess mortality coincided with a similar decline in deaths attributed directly to COVID-19. Accordingly, the provisional data, on average, 477 weekly deaths were directly attributed to COVID-19 from the beginning of January to March. That number dropped to 187 deaths per week from the beginning. Are they going to mention vaccines at any point in here? I don't know. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to that later. Uh, what I wanted to show you is is another just a, just a terrible story of an individual, 35 years old, sudden death. Now, it's not the sudden death you're thinking about, or at least not that we know of, but let me pull up a tweet from Patty Hajdu. Patty Hajdu. Patty Hajdu. I do not like Patty Hajdu. I do not. Patty Hajdu. MP Deputy, Thunder Bay, yada, yada, Minister of Indigenous Services and Fed North. Okay. Member of Justin Trudeau's government. Let's go to the beginning one here. An individual named Adam Exton was a longtime Liberal Party organizer and served with me and other ministers of health as Director of Parliamentary Affairs. My heart is with his family and friends right now, missing him so profoundly. A a man named Adam Exton died at 35 years old now died suddenly it said when you know it's there's no cause of death in the obituary let's see if i can get this up for everybody to see here doesn't specify cause of death in the obituary it's with great sadness that the family of adam bexton announced his passing on december 9th at the age of 35 As a young person, Adam became actively involved in politics and had a passion for public service and volunteering in the community. Um, And then it says, for those, it says, in memory of Adam, donations can be made to the CMHA, which stands for the Canadian Mental Health Association, an organization that was very important to him. So they're they're clearly suggesting something here, that it might not have been, it might have been suicide. Uh, And Patty Hajdu herself, let me see if I can get back. Despite the ways Adam contributed, he struggled too, like many others may be right now. The pandemic was traumatizing for so many. I might, I might correct you there, Patty. Not the pandemic, but the government response was traumatizing for so many because it was outright abuse for so many. Not, not abuse for you liberal politicians and, and, other, and, 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 and others who were vacationing in the Bahamas while they were locking us down for Christmas. Not, not for the politicians who were gallivanting around attending protests while we were being locked in our houses for five and a half months during winter under curfew. No, it was traumatizing for many, not for you. So many things need to change so that people who are living with poor mental health or problematic substance use can get effective care. I I genuinely hope that Patty Hajdu is not, if if she doesn't know that um, Adam took his own life, I genuinely hope that this is not a diversion. It doesn't look like it is. I genuinely hope that if she knows that Adam, um, his 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 seeming taking of his own life had nothing to do with substance abuse. I hope she's not suggesting that it is. And if if it were the case, I hope she's not disclosing something that she has no business disclosing. Something about this reeks of of, of wrongness. You know, but the, the ultimate underlying wrongness of this, the pandemic was traumatizing for so many. So many things need to change so that people who are living with poor mental health or problematic substance use can get effective care. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this is coming from the same government that wants to offer medical assistance in dying to people with mental health issues. Just let that, let that sick piece of irony sink in. Many things have to change so that people who are living with poor mental health or substance abuse can get effective care. Yeah, maybe like not locking them down and locking them out of their AA meetings, their NA meetings, their, 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 their substance abuse meetings, maybe not isolating people in one and a half apartments Maybe not traumatizing people with incessant day-in and day-out fear porn that if they see their mommy and their daddy, they might kill them. That if they, if they cross paths with a vector of a filthy child on the street, they have to hold their breath. Maybe not locking people down, shutting them down, isolating them from friends and family during the holidays. So many things happen. You know what has to change? The government so that this never happens again, Patty. Sorry. So I had put out One response, which was, uh, you know, is this, Patty Hasjew was suggesting that this was not a jibby jab related, maybe not directly, maybe this was not a died suddenly type thing, but someone took his own life. As a result of what she recognizes being government measures in response to the pandemic. I don't know why she thinks that is somehow makes the government any less culpable for the death of Adam um then she does she think that that makes the government less culpable or more culpable but i just say because the first tweet was unclear what she was getting at if young people are increasingly taking their own lives as as i believe they are despite what the cbc was reporting oh many people thought suicides would go up during the pandemic turns out they went down oh yeah Uh. It, the suicides went down, but somehow distress calls to suicide hotlines went up 200%. It's, it's, it's crazy how that happens. It's almost like it doesn't make sense. FYI, Patty has you. If young people are increasingly taking their own lives as a result of the inhumane social, financial, and spiritual abuse imposed on them by your government, that is as much blood on your hands as it is a premature sudden death from the jab. Let me, let me see if they've, uh, if they've attenuated Let's just see, just for the sake of it. Maybe we have to go to news. It's, ama- it's amazing what, uh, what comes up now. I'll, I'll look into that afterwards and verify. And if anybody in the chat has any direct sources, that, that's, where my, that's where my focus is going to be next time. Patty doesn't care," says Counter Moon. N- none of them care. They have. Um, it was traumatizing on everybody. People lost their jobs. People were isolated. They couldn't travel. Not, not, not the government. Not the politicians. They were. They were allowed to travel. They were allowed to. Uh... Here, I was looking up turf. Here, oh, that's my. Um... Let's just see it, Canadian. Politician travel Bahamas. Who who was it? I forget their name. Pre COVID. Oh no, it was it was Bart's Island. Bart's Island. Who was it? Oh yeah, this guy, Canadian politician, faked Twitter posts to conceal Caribbean holiday. Ontario Premier Doug Ford under pressure after he admits knowing about Rod Phillips' trips for weeks. Do they do they still have the the Twitter post? Psychotic. Oh, it's been hard on everybody. Ontario Premier Doug Ford is under pressure after admitting that he has known for weeks that his finance minister, who faked social media posts to conceal his location, had ignored a coronavirus lockdown to go on holiday in the Caribbean. He he posted he posted. A pre-recorded video of him in front of a fireplace saying, we're going to have to celebrate Christmas differently this year. The pandemic is forcing us to make sacrifices. And you all need to do the same for the love of country. And he posted that while he was in Barts Island for a vacation. I'm not just picking on this guy. I made a compilation of all of the politicians who broke their own rules that they were imposing on us. Doug Ford did it when he went to visit his daughters. Justin Trudeau did it when he crossed provincial lines. Crossed provincial lines despite lockdown orders. Um, one of the guys in Quebec did it. I forget his name. They all broke their rules. They all broke our rules. We we couldn't break them. Steve Tsai says, if you want to see died suddenly cases, go on this Facebook page, and it's a Facebook page. I'm going to cut that and just post it up here. Um, yeah, but it's, it was very traumatizing. Viva, why are you not covering Carrie Lake's suit? Chat wants to know. There's only so many things I can cover. Where, where, where am I seeing the? Where is uh, Carrie Lake? I was waiting until uh, the January 6th committee came up, but hold on. Where's Carrie Lake? It's not. Uh, it's not out of fear. Don't have any nefarious thoughts. I actually didn't realize it was live. Hold on. Is it live? I saw um, Mark Elias tweeted about it. Hold on one second. Let me just do one thing here, so I can get to this. Kenzie, if there's if anyone has a link to it in the chat, give it to me. Right now, I'm just going to do one quick thing, which is add the link to um, not to, to YouTube so that people can get to it. And here. And then I'm going to go find it. That Jeez, I haven't read the chat. Now, are people are angry because I wasn't covered it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me go get it. Okay, Hold on. Hold up. Link. To rumble, boom, there it is, boom shakalaka, pin. Okay. And now let's go see, let me see in the chat if there's a link to Carrie Lake. It's over, oh, what happened? Well, hold on one second. Let's go to my most trusted news source, Falked News. I'm joking. I'm going to go see if if anyone has a link. What happened to Carrie Lake? Carrie Lake News. So far, there's only two hours ago. Judge hears arguments on motion to dismiss. Oh, so, okay. Here we go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Add it to the roster of stories for the day. Judge takes motion to dismiss lawsuit filed by Carrie Lake Under advisement. That means the judge is thinking about it. Judge, okay. So here we go. This is from Arizona's family. That's that I. It's the I. It's A B C. Which one is this? I. Who cares? It's a new. It's a news outlet. Um, A judge is taking a motion to dismiss an election-related lawsuit filed by former GOP gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake under advisement following a hearing Monday morning. Um, Okay. Let's see this here. The 70-page suit, uh, we we covered the suit, says evidence gathered from witnesses shows hundreds of thousands of illegal ballots infected the election in Maricopa County, problems with the the equipment, which are well-documented, admitted to by Bill Gates, the uh, Maricopa County dude, apparently also an anti-MAGA guy, took political action committee funds to, you know, run, vote against MAGA Republicans. The lawsuit calls for Lake to be declared the winner, subsidiarily, I guess, or gubernatorial race, or at the very least to vacate the results and hold a new election. Secretary of State's office responded to the initial following, calling it baseless, yadda yadda. Carrie Lake needs attention like a fish needs water. Shut up. I'm sorry, not you people. The Secretary of State's office responded to the initial filing. Shut up. She needs attention like a fish needs water. When you have the Maricopa County election guy admitting that you have... Problems with tabulators at 20% of the locations, and it was probably more, and by all accounts, it was. Shut up with that nonsense. Last week, Hobbs and the others named in the lawsuit filed a motion to dismiss, which is being taken up this morning. During the hearing, the attorneys from Maricopa County said affidavits from voters show most voters did cast their ballot, but did have to wait longer than normal lines. How many people turned away and didn't vote? Apparently, there were quite a few. The attorney also stressed that there was no election misconduct or facts to support it. Uh, yeah, except for that video. I mean, election misconduct? Are, 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 are t- non-functioning tabulators not election misconduct? On the other side, Lake's attorneys claims Mariconi has not publicly said that they intend to get to the... Lake's attorneys claims Maricopa County has not publicly said that they intend to get to the bottom of election day problems. It's unclear when the judge might make a decision. Well, they have a hearing, which should be scheduled. I think it was in a few days. Let's see if they get to that here. If the motion is denied, a brief trial is tentatively set to take place later this week. Late last week, a judge handed down a ruling dealing with a portion of the lawsuit saying Lake has the right to inspect some of the ballots cast in the election. We talked about this last night. Lake is the only GOP candidate to file a lawsuit over election loss in Arizona. We talked about this. Fincham. Uh, he saw his lawsuit was tossed. We talked about that at length last night as well, dismissed with prejudice, and they're 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 contemplating a motion for sanctions against his his attorney, Abe Hamadeh, a GOP candidate who ran Arizona, also filed a lawsuit following his defeat in a close race with Chris Mize. A motion to dismiss is set to be heard in front of a judge Monday afternoon, but if that's denied, the trial is set for Friday. Okay, well I missed the argument, but uh, I could I could I could make their arguments on both sides. Uh, here's the link to the hearing. Let's go open that up. Let's go put this. Let's put this up here and see if we can actually get this. How long did it go on for? An hour and nine minutes. Okay. It, might, it might've been fun to do the real time on that, but uh, what's what's done cannot be undone. So that's it. Adam Exton, um, you know, might've taken his own life as a result of the, 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 the psychological trauma that has been imposed on Canada from the government over the last three years while they extend medically assisted suicides to mentally ill. We're living in in an absolute bizarre universe where a, a woman, a lesbian woman cannot tell a biological man that he's not a lesbian and that this lesbian woman does not want to be coerced into coerced tolerance of sexual activities that defy the very nature of that individual. We're now living in a world where the government, which is making suicide more available to the mentally ill, acknowledges the devastating impact of their measures over the last three years on mental illness and substance abuse. We'll see what happens on the motion to dismiss. I'll I'll give it a listen when I'm uh, maybe, maybe trying to unplug this afternoon. I'll unplug by going fishing and listening to the hearing. Uh, What else did I have? Oh, the January 6th committee is coming up. So the January 6th committee is going live at at, at one o'clock. I don't know that I'm going to be able to stomach live streaming that live stream commentating. I don't know how long it's scheduled for. Uh, Have I shared the link that I want to be showing right now? I'd have. Okay, good. Um, But for those of you who don't know, today is supposed to be the day where the January 6th committee, Adam Schiff, free speech absolutist is going to um you know they're going to come down and recommend criminal charges for Trump for having uttered words um and now that we know what his last tweets on the subject were for having uttered peaceful words we are the we are the side of law enforcement we are the side of law and order peacefully fight like hell or you're not going to have a country anymore when Maxine Waters says get in their face and harass them harass them that's that's love peace and love when Trump says fight peacefully, and protest peacefully, insurrection. Liz Cheney's mission on January 6th, keep Donald Trump out of the White House. This is from yesterday. She took the spotlight, often acting as a prosecutor and issuing dire warnings. That's politics, after all. I mean, that's democracy. (laughs) That's democracy. Rep Liz Cheney will make a list of high-profiles, will will make a last high-profile stand against Donald Trump When the January 6th committee holds its final public hearing meeting Monday, as sources say, it's preparing to recommend the first ever criminal charges against a former president. I, you know, I want to ask the stupid question. Do they not understand the damage that they're doing, but they understand the damage that they're doing. The damage is part and parcel of the strategy. Burn the house down to the victor. Go the spoils, just burn it all down and make it so damn painful even for Trump supporters that at the end of the day, just a war of attrition to beat them into submission. It's not going to end until you abandon this individual. A man who has no chance of winning the next election is down by eight points to the next GOP rival to Biden. We have to to go after him criminally for words that he uttered to his electorate after an election which still a great many people find problematic. It's cost the Wyoming Republican her political career to take on Trump. Now, it's cost her her political career to be a pathological liar. But she said she has no regrets. No, she'll have, she, not only should she have no regrets, she's going to get a fat paycheck one day from CNN, MSNBC. She, she basically secured a lifelong of gigs on certain media, making his case that has the higher mission to keep him from ever regaining the White House because that's democracy. Democracy are politicians doing whatever it takes to make sure that people can't even potentially vote for the candidate of their choice. And she's a, she's, a, she's, a, she's a law-abiding Republican. But this is democracy. After voting to impeach Trump and then accepting an invitation to serve on the select committee, she lost her number three House GOPC CD, yada, yada. But in doing so, she has won unlikely supporters as she exposed what she called Trump's seven-point plan to steal the election and admonished her Republican colleagues who, she said, lacked the courage to do the same. In our country, we don't swear an oath to an individual or a political party. We take an oath to defend the United States Constitution. Even if that means making sure that we politically persecute someone so that they can never be the object of a democratic vote again. That doesn't. We don't need to go through this. The sacred obligation to defend this peaceful transfer of power has been honored by every American president except one. Uh, yeah, Obama. And I'm not saying that to be hyperbolic. We now know what Obama did during the transfer of power. It was the most insidious form of violence because nobody knew that it was happening. But it was, make no mistake, a form of violence. Political violence, psychological violence, information violence, weaponizing intelligence to abuse of the courts is a form of violence. It's judicial violence. And I'm not using violence in metaphoric terms. It's a form of judicial violence. Lawfare is a form of violence. Politics is a form of violence just fought without weapons. But what Obama did in the transfer of power Spy on his political adversary to fabricate four years of Russiagate. Abuse of the courts is a form of violence. Make no mistake about it. As Americans, we all have a duty (laughs) to ensure what happened on January 6th never happens again. To set aside partisan battles. To stand together to perpetuate and preserve our great republic. I don't want to read any more of this. So they're starting it at, at one o'clock and I think it's going to be fun to watch, but I don't think we can do, um, I don't think I'm going to do a live on it. If it gets really interesting, maybe I'll come back live, but no. So I think that actually covers everything that we had to cover today. People. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to speak with, uh, I'm going to speak with Jacob Wells from give send go and see what we can do. If anything for, uh, um, for Jeff for Tangier, um, and we'll see. Okay. I'm going to watch it at one o'clock. If it gets interesting, people will come back live. Uh, What was I going to say? I don't know. It's the holiday season. Um, Viva, show us a white pill. DVR DVR down mark. Viva, show us a white pill. What if it's one of those days where I don't know that I have one? I, this too shall pass is always the go-to the white pill of the day. Here's the white pill of the day. I'm going to tell, I, I, if I ever get a tattoo, if I ever get a, 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 a tattoo, it might, it might just be this. Uh, Here. <laughs> Let me bring it up. It's all, I'm going to get this it, it does no good. I know the serenity prayer. Uh, I know it. It's just a question of not being able to live by it. God, if one believes in a God, but if one, you know... Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I need to remember this. Because I can tell you without without, without mincing my words... Uh, It's getting very frustrating um, not being able to accept the things I cannot change and obsessing over them. But who knows? Maybe in so obsessing over the things that I cannot change, that's the courage I need to try to change them. (laughs) Flamingo lady says, sorry, Viva. Uh, So white pills are for the delusional. PsyOp74 says, no, I think what we mean by white pills... Is um, uh, be able to appreciate the moment. My wife is much better at this than I am. Uh, appreciate what you can change, what you have control over, and what you don't. don't it, it does not, uh, Van Wilder, uh, worrying is like a rocking chair. It'll give you something to do, but it won't get you anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Obsessing over the things you cannot change, getting infuriated by them, uh, it'll give you something to do, uh, but it won't get you anywhere. The question is, how do you get somewhere? <laughs> okay, I'm reading some of the... Um, Jabbery 308 says, Serenity prayer is wonderful and valid, as is De- the words of Desiderata. Uh, what's, seren- what's the white pill? What's the? Come here. Come here. Get over here. Oh, you're so dirty and disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Eh. Okay. I think family, friends, these oh, yeah. little bastard, pets, um, community are the white pill. It's it's not it's not a um, an accident that you know I have my theories, but it's not uh, a coincidence that you know the, the first one of the first things a cult seeks to destroy are your connections to friends, family, and the outside world. Uh, I don't think it, it it's a coincidence that the, the thing the government tried most to limit and are still trying to do it are interhuman connection. Our connection to friends, family, uh, what we want to read, what we want to hear, what we, what information we get. I absolutely forget where I was going with this, but that was the white pill. Community, getting out there, even if I'm not as good as doing it as I think I should be, um, human interaction, family, friends, and community. The dog is cute, Spree. Let's see. I can't. Okay, hold on. Oh yeah, he's going to, no, but he's, he's filthy and he smells a little bad. The other dog, Pudge has been peeing all over the house. Viva kissing Winnie as a white pill when he hasn't been eating poop. He, I saw him eating poop the other day. It was, it was gross. Um, all right, people. So with that said, I mean, look, uh, I'll see you tomorrow. It's going to be Christmas when, uh, Christmas is on Sunday. Get out there, exercise, sunlight, and unplug. In as much as I'm not capable of doing it, I might have to get better um, at doing it. Unplug. I smelt an orchid the other day when I was walking the dog. Then I went right back to my phone. The orchid did not have an odor. And then I went back to getting uh, frustrated. So, okay, I'm going to start listening to this hearing in four minutes. Um, I had a link. I had a link to the January 6th committee. Let me share it in the in the chat. January sixth live. Today. Uh, you know what? You'll be able to find it. There's a there's a ton of ton of streams. So go watch it. If anybody wants to pull their hair out, because I you know I started watching it from the beginning. It was just insufferable, insufferable. But we are going to end on something of a white pill here. We're going DVR Denmark, I'm an idiot. We will end on a white pill. It's going to be viva fry. Babu. Dogs. Okay, we did we did. <laughs> um, oh. Which one do I want to do? Do I want to do babu or pudge? Let's do pudge. So that everybody can realize how truly paralyzed she was once upon a time. Seven minutes? Okay, we can do it. Skip ads. Okay, warning, there will be poo and pee in this video. Let's watch it. I'll stay in the backdrop and um, watch it with you so that I can be reminded of how far Pudge has actually come. Everyone? Get out there, exercise, sunlight, talk to people, and um, deep breaths. Remember the serenity prayer, even if it's impossible to respect. Uh, And then take, you know, every now and again, take a gander away from the abyss. Because even if it doesn't turn you into a monster, it can still suck out your soul and your optimism. So with that, enjoy this. Pee and poo incoming.